0: with one Ahmed Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ahlan wa sahlan wa bikum respected listeners welcome to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM's studio I'm your host Muhammad Sheikh and um, uh, standing in for Ridwan Ahmed bringing to you burning issues what is cooking in our community national and international or stirring in our pots that is affecting your conscience this is the platform to discuss and um, just a brief introduction, many of us in South Africa most recently have been victims to the economical crunch and crisis that affects us with regular inflation in terms of a fuel prices or basic commodity prices something that all of us here hold dear to our hearts is our lifetime savings um... you know for the holy pilgrimage the Hajj or alternatively uh, getting some glimpse of Ka'batullah and uh, Masjid al- masjid in Medina Munawwara And, you know, many of us putting away a lot of money, a lot of effort, years, sometimes decades, just to reach the Holy Lands. But along the way at times. There are certain formalities and regulations that we as South African citizens have to abide by in order to achieve this goal. Sometimes it is within our control, sometimes beyond our jurisdiction, but we need to know what we can do to, in order to raise our concerns such that um, you know, we have a good measure, a good outcome for the entire South African community. The issue at hand this evening, respected listeners, is that of the recent hike in terms of visa fees which spans up to 2000 riyals for muatabirin people that intend to go for umrah approximately 8 to 9000 rands. now that uh, is you know a substantial amount that contributes to the package and you know do you think it's fair do you think uh, you know uh, umrah should be boycotted for that matter from the south african community in order for the saudi arabians to realize this is definitely not on and in order to enlighten us Further, with regards to these issues, we have three panel experts uh, with us online. Uh, all the way from Johannesburg, brother Yusuf Abramji, who is a social activist and, um, you know, has voiced very firmly against this uh, concern or against this issue that is um, facing facing our community. And also we have um, the chairperson of the South African Hajj and Umrah Council, uh, brother Shaheen Isub. And in studio with me, our honourable, beloved Sheikh Siddiq Camp. I always get excited when we have guests with us in studio. It makes the flow of conversation much much more meaningful. Remember, respect listeners you can call us on zero two one four four two three five three zero alternatively SMS us on four seven nine one three our new whatsapp number zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two keep your messages rolling we are sure to take note of them to our beloved guests wa rahmatullahi wabarakatuh to all of you a heartful thank you to all of you for taking the time out And being part of our program this evening Now I'd like to begin uh, with Brother Yusuf Abramji Mashallah he has been recent, uh, recently for Hajj And you know some wonderful memories that he shared uh, With our South African community Was there something in the talk Something amongst the community That side that you know what An expectant visa fee would be uh, in the horizon
1: Well, we know there's been rumors doing the round for some time now that there is going to be a possible uh, implementation of a visa fee. But uh, just until a few weeks ago when uh, the Saudi media, especially the Arab News and Saudi Gazette, reported that the cabinet took a decision to implement the various categories of the visa fees. Um, And I think that uh, really got uh, the world and the South Africans talking and that really caused uh, the uproar. But as we speak... And I know Brother Shaheen, Alhamdulillah, is on the line, the uh, chairperson of uh, Sahuk will be able to shed more light. We are told that uh, there's been nothing official as far as the South African uh, embassy or the Kingdom of Saudi Arabian embassy in Pretoria is confirmed. Uh, We know Umrah season um, was supposed to have gotten underway. It seems to be it's now delayed. But we know a number of other countries right have expressed their concern including morocco including egypt including some of n- number of the other countries as well and some of them are even calling for a boycott so as far as south africa is concerned and as far as my inquiries are that is the plan but it seems to be nothing has officially been implemented and if it is implemented we are talking here of a two thousand saudi real fee That's for right. people that, have, that are going on Hajj or Umrah for the second or more times and that will amount to what, eight, anything between eight and ten thousand rand, depending on our currency.
0: Absolutely, uh, brother Shaheen, your take on this?
2: May Rahmatullahi Rahim. Firstly, thanks very much for the opportunity. Yet again, unfortunately, the dissemination of information from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia regarding this matter is absolutely poor.
3: Right. Uh,
2: we do know, you know, from a perspective of what was released in the press that uh, they've implemented this, and the implementation is as a result. Of their country being in dire financial situation, as a result of which they're trying to find every avenue away from non-oiled revenues that is going to, uh, you know, give them uh, their, their 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 you know um, deficit or build up on their deficit. And uh-huh. as a result of that, this is what they've done. There's been tremendous speculation in the market among uh, you know different corners of the uh, the Umrah fraternity fraternity, in insofar as how this is going to work. Um, as early as the 23rd or 24th of September. We had, um, you know, a uh, WhatsApp come through from the um, embassy of uh, Saudi Arabia in Singapore stating that it will be uh, for a hijri year. Um, then you have uh, the Lusaka embassy turning around and saying, no, it's a blanket fee. But when we speak to our, uh, you know, uh, representatives of the uh, Saudi Arabian government in South Africa, unfortunately, we don't get any clarity from them. Sure. Uh, they, they indicate that, uh, you know, um, the fee has been implemented, uh, the process there too, is, is an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, you know, it, it, it sends a tremendous amount of concerns, uh, not only for Umrah, but for Hajj as well, because, uh, you know, as you, you will well know, that there are also people uh, who are, repeat, who judge, that go as mahrams to their wives or to their sisters or to their mothers. And this is going to unfortunately affect them. Not only them, but every Hajj operator, every worker of the Hajj operator, every member of Saul's mission, uh, who goes over to serve the pilgrims, will all, unfortunately, be subjected to this. So, you know, we sympathize with the South African community in this regard, and we stand by a process that needs to be done. Sure. Uh, alhamdulillah, Sahuk has written to the uh, you know authorities in the kingdom, not once, but on a few occasions relating to this, insofar as this matter is concerned. In addition, we've written to Durko, and we've asked Durko to intervene, and we've asked him to utilize the diplomatic corps in the kingdom to get more clarity and to even try to repeal this particular process. How successful that's going to be, you know, Allah alone knows the answer to that, but we certainly have tried.
0: Absolutely. Sheikh Sadiq, um, on behalf of the South African Travel and Hajj Operations Association, I would understand a, cl- a collaboration of uh, various hajj uh, and Umrah travel oper- uh, operators and so forth. Um, has there been any communication, any form of discussion uh, surrounding this issue and uh, any resolution as a collective uh, you know, uh, organization or collective standing from all the Hajj and Umrah operators, tour operators?
4: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Alhamdulillah <laughs> Rabbil Alameen. Salatu wassalamu ala ashrafin mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wasallam sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabi wa barik wa sallim. I can say to you, uh, Sheikh Mohammed, that um, from Satawa's point of view, from the travel fraternity point of view, we share the concern of the South African public. In fact, indeed, we share the concern of the world out there. Right. From our point of view, of course, um, we have been sitting down as a fraternity and to discuss the issue. But as we've heard from our, uh, our two guests online, you know, there's been no official um, communication to even us as 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 Omra operators. Right now, from from our point of view, of course, you know, leading up to this, we have heard of the issue of visa fees uh, being uh, increased. We've read it in the in the Saudi press. There's all sorts of rumors being around, and. Um, If you understand how the Umrah process works, Mm -hmm. the Umrah process works with a contract between the first party in the kingdom, the second party here in South Africa. And indeed, this is endorsed by the Saudi ministry. And our first point of contact, of course, would be to go back to our first party in the kingdom and inquire from them as to what is happening. Sure. Um, They have indicated to us that, you know, these rumors had been going around. Mm -hmm. They have objective because they understand what is going to ha- happen in terms of Mu'at of, 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 uh, Amirin you know, coming into the, into the country. There has been no official um, communication from them either other than, than saying that they understand that the process might come in place. But this has not been officially communicated to us either. Right. You know, From our point of view, of course, we are concerned. But seeing that there is no clarity on the matter, you know, we're still asking all and the public out there to become until we get you know collective input mm-hmm. from everybody, so that we can see where 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 this issue is taking us. Of course, there's many things that 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 we can expound on 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 the matter, but as a first step, sure, uh, what we as uh, you know the fraternity as a tower has done was to make a representation to the South Af- uh, to the Saudi Arabian Embassy to Ambassador Al in Abdullah Al you know, to to make the representation to his government, right? Uh, <clears throat> to reconsider this 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 increase, right? Um, and we've also given some statistics because we're expecting about forty thousand mu'tamirin to do the, the Umrah for, for for this year alone. Wow, so so those are the sort of we've we've made some detailed representations
0: to them But Inshallah. We're hoping to get some positive response. InshaAllah. This is directed at Brother Yusuf. You know, in South Africa, we have a a general trend. If something doesn't work our way, um, either we go petitioning, we go online, and we go, uh, you know, Uh, looking for various forms to raise awareness and maybe might be applicable. Has there been any form of petitioning or a form of raising concerns, uh, you know, with regards to our South African community by means of petitions? But perhaps, inshallah, while you ponder about that, uh, Brother Yusuf, let us go to pay the bills quickly. We'll resume shortly thereafter. Stay tuned. Welcome back, respected listeners. You are tuned into Burning Issues on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. We are talking about the hike in Saudi Arabian visa issues for uh, Umrah and Hajj possibly in the coming years. And uh, we posed a question prior to the ad break to Brother Yusuf Abramji. Your thoughts? Brother Yusuf? Uh,
1: Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I'm saying that we South Africans are very active uh, when it comes to um, uh, petitioning and, and taking an active stand against certain issues, and I think it's very, very important for us to continue to to make sure that we highlight uh, the issue. And also at the same time, I think we need effective engagement. I think the fact that Sahuk, uh, Brother Shein uh, mentioned it earlier, wrote a letter to uh, the Department of International Relations and also to the Saudi government. Uh, is a starting point. Sure. Um, I see a petition is circulating in South Africa, and I think a number of petitions are circulating all over the world. I know a number of governments, including Jordan, uh, Morocco, Egypt, and others have written to the Saudi government to ask them to reconsider uh, their particular decision. Um, and let's be very honest and open about it. 2,000 sure. Saudi rials is a lot of money. Absolutely. For South Africans to go and pay anything between nine and 10,000, if not more. Is a serious uh, problem and it's going to put great difficulty on pilgrims to travel to do what our religion asks us to do, which is dictated to. And really, um, I think it's going to become uh, very difficult for people to travel to the kingdom and to the holy to the holy cities.
0: Absolutely, Brother Shaheen, your thoughts, Brother Shaheen?
2: Can you guys
0: hear me? Yes, yes, you are loud and clear.
2: Right. From a perspective of where we are regarding the. Uh you know petitions. Very important to highlight that, and I think petitions also need to have an end game <coughs> and a direction in terms of what they're going to do with that petitions. Mm-hmm. It's all good and well to put petitions up, and especially people are putting the wrong introduction to those petitions, and people don't actually know what they're doing. Sure, because when you can see the petitions that are going up, some are going up as a result of the Saudi, uh, of the uh, Saudi fees for visas, and others are going up. That's how it really need to exist. Okay. We also need to understand that from a Saudi perspective, SAUQ has absolutely nothing to do with the implementation of these visa fees. This comes from the government of Saudi Arabia. We need to understand and we need to look at how that works. Mm-hmm. SAUQ's system of, of, of process, insofar as the Hajj industry is concerned, and inshallah in the future in the Umrah industry, you know, coming in totally different processes. So we need to understand what the issue at hand is, And how are we
0: going to take that issue forward, inshallah? Inshallah. You know, I find it quite intriguing that uh, hajj quotas are allocated proportionate to the amount of Muslims per country. And, uh, you know, in that sequencing, that's the amount of, uh, you know, allocations given for hujaj per year. So such strategy and such decisions are centered around that. It is, you know, unbecoming that we find a situation where the Saudi Arabian Government hasn't looked at the fact that there are socio-economic problems in different parts of the co- in different parts of the world, for that matter, in poorer countries. And you know, such uh, countries cannot afford this two thousand rials. For example, Bangladesh. If you had to compare Bangladesh versus a mu'ammar coming from the U.S. of A, uh, you know, most definitely there's going to be a vast difference in terms of being able and affordability and so on. Sheikh Sadiq. No, no, of course that that is the case um, in
4: terms of the. Um Affordability of various countries and so on, but remember when the Saudis uh, implement something, they implement it worldwide. Okay. Because if you are going to implement something for country A and something for country B, of course you will have a bigger outcry. Right. And simply, you know, from our point of view, again, you know, we make publicly our uh, appeal again to to the Saudi government to reconsider these fees inshallah, inshallah because it is just not affordable not affordable only for south africans mm-hmm. but indeed anywhere in the world 2000 real is is a lot of money absolutely now from our point of view i think you know as a strategy i think we, we we need from our point of view we need to approach the people that we think can make the difference and yes uh, you know uh, uh, social activists these things are it's it, it's the right thing to do but we felt it necessary, first of all, to go via uh, the proper route of, of making a representation to to the Saudi ambassador and say, You know, Your Excellency, you're the person mm-hmm. to fight for us. You are South, you in South Africa here. You are looking after the interests of your government in South Africa here. You are the person to go and make this representation to your government because we can inform you of the situation here you can come out and see the situation for yourself so we first of all bank on the Saudi embassy to assist us in that sense of course you know if the the uh, you know the Department of International Relations and Cooperation can assist of course you know excellent we would be very much pleased if our government can get involved and assist Uh but I must also say to you whilst we've been in the kingdom we've also met as the travel fraternity with the uh you know consul general in uh, uh in, in mecca whilst on khaj alhamdulillah okay. and we have put forward to him at the time our concerns with regards to this already at the time sure and you would remember at, 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 at voc over the last couple of weeks we have already spoken you know publicly about it you mm-hmm. know the fact that we need to stay calm the fact that there is no confirmation of there yes we need to make plans but until such time that we have got confirmation on
0: what the situation is it's difficult to speculate as to what's going to happen sure uh, you know the thinking about it sheikh sidiq what is the in uh, what is the manner of approach uh you know what, is, what would we regard as highly effective in terms of bringing out these concerns? South Africa, we can take to the streets, right? The same form of uh, you know, approach wouldn't be ideal in terms of liaising with Saudi Arabia and the kingdom and the ministries and so forth. Um, sending a letter is one. And, but how effective is this going to be? I
4: think we all need to put our minds and heads together you know, as, as the public, as SOWC, as DERCO, as the travel fraternity. Mm-hmm. And collectively, we need to tackle the issue. Um, and uh, you know personal is obviously the best way to go in my view obviously I'm not an expert on this But uh, inshallah, you know we must call on the assistance of Allah Ta'ala in, in, in first of all to assist us in this matter because From a point of view of affordability and we want our people inshallah, mm-hmm. you know to perform the Umrah, to perform the Hajj inshallah, from an affordability point of view we can appeal to, can only appeal to Allah at this stage you know, for assistance. And then
0: collectively we must put our minds together. InshaAllah. There is a WhatsApp message coming through. Salam. The Karat Umrah packages within itself is very steep. So with the possibility of this raised visa fee becoming reality and adding the low value of our rent will make it a tad more unreachable for most people to travel Comfortably, financially Some keywords: comfort, finance uh, Everybody is making a sacrifice, a compromise at some stage But I mean, I agree with this I agree with this, uh, I agree with this uh, uh, you know The person who sent the message, subhanAllah um, Definitely, compromises are going to be made all around um, What is, as South African citizens What is the extent to which we can compromise? Brother Yusuf, how, how far do you think we can say You know what, uh, we've accomplished enough Or this is the extent we can go and no further
1: step is to wait for the official announcement and the official implementation and hopefully by then the Saudi Arabian government would have reviewed uh, the proposed hike that's the first point I know some people in certain quarters including South Africa are talking of the Hajj operators uh, planning to possibly call for a boycott of the umrah some countries have also trapped in similar action I don't know in my personal view if that is going to be the right cause of action mm-hmm. um because i think that that we need to debate at length and, and take a decision what will be in the best interest of the pilgrims and the country um and and let's be very honest about it if you take an average family of four people yes. traveling with the umrah packages to the kingdom mm-hmm. you are looking at about <coughs> 40,000 rand more in fact the other day i met a uh, well-known imam from uh, cape town who said he already booked uh, for a umrah trip in january their family of four and the 40,000 rand which the visa implementation fee may, may cost is going to be making completely out of uh, his line to, to afford this particular trip. He've already, he's already paid for the hotels and for the for the air ticket. So I think we need to have a lot of discussion. And I think our government, the South African government, as Brother Shaheen has indicated, needs to take up uh, the plight uh, of the Muslim community of South Africa and, and those in, uh, in other parts of the world. And I think uh, the Sheikh said it very eloquently, we need to engage the Saudi Arabian ambassador mm-hmm. who's supposed to be taking up the device uh, of the South African pilgrims. We know that this particular proposed fee, or the fee, is not only for South Africans, it's for pilgrims from all over the world. Right. And as much as South Af- some, some South Africans may afford it, yes. the majority of South Africans will not be able to afford it. So I think we need to have a lengthy discussion. I know some of the travel agents uh, who have been in touch with me are talking of a possible boycott. Um, and I think we need to take a decision to see what will be in the best interest of not only our country, but of pilgrims uh, and what course of action we're going to be taking, uh, even when this particular fee is implemented.
0: Absolutely. Sheikh uh, Sadiq, your thoughts on boycotting, boycotting from a South African perspective? I mean, we are a Muslim minority in the first place. And, you know, uh, we, we have to see a good ratio, a good balance between maintaining diplomatic ties and going out and all out and saying, you know, at Saudi Arabia, we don't want you anymore. We don't need you anymore. Uh, your thoughts, Bismillah Rahman Rahim.
4: Let me say to you that Hajj is a fault, Nahum. and uh, you know, so Allah commands us to do the Umrah. And absolutely, I want to make it quite clear from the Tawas view point of view we do not support a boycott. Okay, we do not support a boycott, right? You know, it's tantamount to boycotting Allah, okay, because of money. Allah Akbar, mm. that's not our view. We need to overcome this problem, inshallah, right? And that is our view. I you know, we do not support the boycott at Sattawa. We must find a way. Sure. Inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Uh, what, given the effectivity, okay, let's look at timelines. How effective or how soon will we know for certain that these, uh, you know, implementations are very likely to be a part of our South African uh, community or uh, relevant to the South African, uh, you know, Travel Association? And uh, also at the same time, um, uh, do you perhaps know if there are already, uh, you know, visas that have been accredited with this amount as of yet?
4: As of yet, you know, I'm, I'm not aware of any visas that have been issued, you know, at the 2000, uh, you know, fee. Mm-hmm. The system is opening any time now. Okay. And in the next week or two, we should exactly know what the situation is going to be. Now, many, many of our people are are, are planning the umrah for uh, for December, taala, And we still have a, a little bit of time, inshallah to sort it out. You know, we know that at the beginning of every Umrah season, there's okay. always a little bit of 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 of, of rocky waters. Uh-huh. You know, whether the visa is for 30 days or 15 days, or there are always issues that 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 comes up at the beginning of each and every Umrah season. Sure. Inshallah, I'm 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 hoping, you know, and I'm, I'm making dua Inshallah that we can overcome this problem. But in the next year, you a know, week or so, I think we, there there should be clarity on the matter when the.
0: Uh, when, when the systems open on the first of Safar, inshallah. First of Safar, inshallah. So we have uh, a message coming through our WhatsApp line Salam to there is no Sahuk in Australia, no registration fees. Australians can go every year for Hajj or for Umrah, no quota in Australia. Why in RSA quota but not in Australia? Both countries are not Islamic countries. Um, is this a valid a valid point, Sheikh Siddiq?
4: No, there's no quotas per se for, for, for Umrah. Right. And there are quotas for, for, for all countries, so uh, it's not a valid point.
0: Not a valid point, sure. So for per se, for Umrah, but I'm sure even there's a maximum per year from a, based on a community that, you know, South Africa, we have a cutoff of 50,000 or 40,000 or No, so? no,
4: no not, not really. There are quotas per company, okay. but these can be revised on a request, inshallah.
0: inshallah and one for Hajj, there are quotas for each and every one each and every country okay I think uh, on that note inshallah respected listeners while you still uh, you know bring about your questions keep them rolling 47913 our SMS line alternatively how do you feel about this what would your stance be as a South African citizen intending to go for Umrah call us on 21 or our WhatsApp line 72 let us go and pay the bills we'll resume shortly thereafter stay tuned Welcome back respected listeners Burning issue, we're talking about Umrah and the visa hike Do you think it is worthwhile uh, you know, standing in solidarity to boycott, you know, some people have raised this issue and it's something that we have to tackle Our uh, the Honourable Sheikh Siddiq has mentioned It is definitely not a wise option Furthermore, um, on our WhatsApp but didn't Saudi implemented visa fees already at the start of Muharram as we've Alluded to earlier, respected listener, nothing official has been declared. So, if you are purchasing a visa or you, you know, you uh, making arrangements, nothing has been officially declared. And I think, uh, you know, that's the strong point or the main talking point coming out of this discussion. Um, another message coming from eight two four eight: visa fee must fall. The acronym, you know, with fees must fall and all the other movements in South Africa, petrol must fall, um, data must fall, and so forth. Visa fees, visa fee must fall. Your take, uh, brother Yusuf?
1: No, I think we're all unanimous that visa fees must fall, and I think that is the sentiment that has been expressed by all the guests tonight, and also people, ordinary people that you speak to from across the board. And I think if, if um, I mean, South has got a lot of clout. Uh, we know that. Um, We know the travel agents have got a lot of clout. We know we have to get the Muslim Judicial Council involved, get the Shamiyatul Ulama involved. And I think more of us, if we can stand united Mm -hmm. and go as a united front to the Saudi Arabian uh, ambassador and and really give our concerns, uh, in addition to writing letters and sending petitions and whatever forms of action we take, and we stand united as a Muslim community, perhaps we'll be able in a very small way to influence uh, them to, to go and see what we, what we can do. But if I look at the, the stern words coming out from countries like Turkey, like Morocco, like Egypt, like Pakistan, where let's not forget the majority of, of their um, citizens also cannot afford to go for Umrah at these high cost. Absolutely. With 560 some odd dollars, I would assume that the world pressure on the kingdom is going to mount. And, and inshallah, we, we hope that uh, in their wisdom, the Saudi Arabian government will, will review these rates and, and scrap it I'm sure they can find other forms of revenue. Uh, I would imagine that uh, one doesn't mind paying uh, a small visa fee, but really 2,000 reals I think, is completely out of bounds. When we travel to uh, the United Kingdom uh, and to America and other parts of the world, there is always visa fees applicable. Uh, And and one doesn't mind paying a very small minimum visa fee, but really 2,000 reals I think, is really something which is completely out of reach for the majority of of Muslims, not only in South Africa, but throughout the world.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Further messages coming through our WhatsApp line. Is the first of Safar not too late to get an answer? For example, we don't want to apply for passports if it's all in vain. Definitely won't be able to go if 2,000 riyals are implemented. Your thought, Sheikh Sadiq? No, of course, inshallah, if you have uh, niyad
4: for Umrah or Hajj, you know, you must get a passport either way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that shouldn't, uh, you know, deter um, our, our listeners from getting the passports and making the readiness for 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 the Hajj or the Umrah, inshallah. inshallah In in terms of the the normal practice, the Umrah season, in fact, Hajj only ends uh, at the end of next week. By the way, okay, your Hajj visa is still valid until the fifteenth of Muharram, so the Hajj season is still undergo. <laughs> right, I think we people shouldn't forget that. Uh hujaz only returned about three weeks or so ago, right and so the kingdom has got about two weeks to sort themselves out until the the Omrah season uh, Starts officially on, on, on the first of Safar, so What normally happens uh, worldwide every year that the season opens first in other words You know the systems open and that is when if you are ready with everything that uh, that that you need to comply with you can start um you know, uh, applying for, for your Umrah visa first of Safar. It might be a couple of days earlier, give and take, but sure. first of Safar is the, the appointed date worldwide. So we're hoping, inshallah, within the next, you know, week or so, uh, that we'll get something more definite right. from the kingdom so that we are able to come back here and say to you, inshallah, walhamdulillah, uh, you know, the, the, the 2000 visa fee had been And by the way, let me just make something very clear at the moment. As is at the moment, there is speculation about who needs to pay the two thousand. Oh, okay. The majority, the majority of call it people who speculate, or the majority of of people that we've been talking to are saying that it's for the second timers. Now, the average person uh, that goes for Umrah once per year or once every two or three years, mm-hmm. they are not going to be subjected to this. So, if you look at your forty thousand people out there that we expect for Umrah this year. The absolute majority of the forty thousand is not affected okay it is the people who, who Alhamdulillah is by the means to go two and three and four and five times mm-hmm. um, for the uh, those are the people that that is affected by this two thousand as we understand it, but okay. as we say, we need clarity, so there is no reason why we should be panicking at this stage mm-hmm. because of the speculation out there, and all I'm saying is inshallah let's make. You know, let let us keep on making du'a inshallah that we get positive news within the next week or so that this two thousand is definitely scrapped or is not going to be applied to the absolutely majority of people out there who goes on umrah for the first time. Can
1: I just make one point, brother?
4: Uh, sure.
1: I think I think Sheikh raises a very valid point. The the rumor has it that uh, it's only going to be applicable to people that uh, have not been on Hajj or Umrah. Mm -hmm. But let's not also forget that uh, the Sheikh is absolutely correct that a number of people are going to be first-timers going for Umrah. But uh, knowing people from all across the world, uh, the majority of them that return for Umrah also have been on Umrah uh, also, whether it was five years ago, ten years ago, or even a year ago. Yes. So a lot of people are going to be affected. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people that save their hard-earned cash to make this trip possible, whether it's people that have been on Umrah or on Hajj before it's still going to have a massive financial impact on them, so most certainly it's going to affect everyone across the board.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Just continuing with the messages, my sister is uh, following on the message from uh, with regards to the Australian citizen. My sister is an Australian citizen. There is no quota system in Australia and they don't pay registration fees. I'm assuming this is in with regards to Umrah, Uh, you know, no quota system and no registration fees. Uh, But Shukran for that SMS. Let's continue quickly before the ad break with regards to the other um, uh, messages that are coming through and we'll keep them as talking points after the ad break Sheikh. we are not boycotting the Hajj Umrah we must boycott the Saudis for asking us 2,000 riyals to visit Allah's house and our beloved Muhammad sallam's grave so they're making profit on Allah's deen another SMS that comes through um, what's the reason why Saudi is doing that among the reasons mentioned earlier on in the program economic crunch in Saudi Arabia looking for other avenues to boost the economy and this is obviously one avenue and then uh, furthermore shouldn't Sahu get definite confirmation from Saudi. They are after all our Hajj and Umrah body. And then to end of this segment, inshallah, respected listeners, Salaam. Sahuk fees must fall. Wow. Let those messages keep rolling. Let us go and pay the bills. Resume shortly. Burning issue. That's what you're listening to respected listeners of Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Umrah. Uh, Prior to the ad break, Sahuq fees must fall. Uh, You know, I'm thinking about it. This is a change that comes from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You know, Sahuq can approach and can do, uh, you know, um, uh, present our concerns to the ministries and so forth, but ultimately, the decisions rest with them. But let's go through some of the SMSs coming through. Sahuq must tell the Kingdom, we are not a Muslim Muslim country because Sahuk can appeal to Saudi to increase the quotas. Sahuk, as is the Hajj and Umrah body, so they need to stand firm and the MGC must play a role. Shukran coming from uh, 0452. Assalamu alaikum. Is it possible to get a Umrah visa for a month? And furthermore, Allahu Akbar wa lillahi over and above the spending visa increase, I personally feel that if one has made niya to perform Umrah, then the increase of the visa shouldn't deter one. You have been called as a guest by Almighty Allah, you have made the spiritual preparation and Allah will see to the rest subhanallah, coming from Sister Fatima, Abdul Rauf, will this Umrah fees be for those who goes on Umrah for the first time that we've tackled uh, already? Still speculation um, not for those who go on the First time, those who go on repetitive times, but that's still still for clarity. Um You know your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Sadiq.
4: I think our sister Fatima is making an absolute valid point. You know, if Allah Taala has called you for Umrah, Allah Taala makes sure that you will get there. Um, and this is why I say, um, you know, the previous some one of the previous listeners saying we're not wanting to boycott the Hajj of Umrah. We want to boycott the, uh, you know, the the, the Saudis. Right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, to to, to perform Hajj or Umrah, you need to get through the ports of Jeddah or, or Medina to get into uh, into the holy lands. So you know, we need to look at the outcome as to how do we do this, and uh, you know that 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 is the important part. Secondly, in in, in terms of uh, of of sauk, of course, sauk can play a role in terms of making representation to the various authorities, as is at the moment. Um, with the press release that South has put out too, they have got no jurisdiction over the Umaran unfortunately, um, and so they cannot play that role and As I have explained in the past the the, the governance of 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 the whole process lies between your first operator uh, in the kingdom, your second operator in South Africa, and then the the ministry and that is how the whole process works, and that 's how we need to to do things so. I caution people when they say, but I've already bought a ticket and I've already booked my hotels because, unfortunately, that is not the way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we simply, uh, you know, cannot cannot do that up front at this stage already and uh, decide to get the visa later on. You know, there are processes in place
0: that needs to be adhered to and need to be compliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Brother Yusuf, you know, your thoughts on, uh, you know, those people that have made the intention for Umrah and feel that, you know, these fees shouldn't deter one from such a spiritual journey. What do you think about that?
1: Well, obviously, some people can afford it. Other people cannot afford it. I mentioned earlier, I've met people that have already booked and they can't afford the 10,000 Rand fee. It's going to put a lot of strain and some of them may be forced to cancel their Umrah Mm trips. There is no doubt that I think if the world stands united and, the Muslim countries especially right. put pressure on the Saudi Arabian government. And I'm told the Turkish government is putting a lot of pressure. Inshallah, that will help. And oh. I agree with the sentiment expressed. Uh, the Saudi Arabian government cannot profiteer out of people going on, 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 on Hajj or Umrah. Mm. Um, they need to find other sources of revenue to supplement the, the money that may, they may need. Um, and I think that uh, sooner or later, the Saudi Arabian government must, um, must really give in. and and reduce or really scrap uh, these fees. I think we as South Africans, irrespective of uh, whether we're from the travel fraternity, whether we're from Sahuq, whether we're from the MJC, whether we're ordinary people, we have to make our voices loud and clear. We might be a very small Muslim community in South Africa, but we cannot allow the Saudis to simply bulldoze this particular implementation. We have to raise our concerns, we have to raise our voices, but let us use the principle, as I mentioned earlier, of effective engagement right. let's write letters let's have meetings and i hope that the leadership of the various organizations mm-hmm. will request a meeting with the saudi arabian uh, embassy and also our minister of uh, foreign affairs dirko to really take up our plight uh, we know we have representatives uh, in in saudi arabia we have an acting high commissioner we have a consul general these are the people representing our country and they should be taking the plight of the muslim community absolutely we also know that south africa uh, depends on tourists uh, from Saudi Arabia and very often when such uh, fees are implemented the government can also implement uh, visa fees uh, to the to the same amount if not more right. on their program on their on their people coming into South uh, into South Africa whether our South African government will do that or not we need to see um they call it a reciprocal uh, visa uh, approach mm-hmm. but i think the South African government really has an important role to play i'm told that the Saudi Arabian Minister of Foreign Affairs is scheduled to visit South Africa over the next few weeks, mm-hmm. and I hope we will use this platform right. uh, through our government to raise our concerns.
0: Insha'Allah, most definitely, uh, Sheikh Sadiq. Uh, final words from your side. Uh, you know, advice to our listeners: Should we remain calm? Should we let all these actions and these, uh, you know, effective measures to highlight or apply to the Saudi government that it takes its course? Rahim, I
4: absolutely agree with our brother Yusuf on that side that we must all put our heads together. And, uh, you know, collectively I think we can do something Inshallah, Even as a minority uh, in a Muslim community, we must have all our voices heard uh, by, uh, you know, by us and, and and approach the various authorities, the Saudi authorities on the matter. But from our point of view, I would like to appeal to, to the public out there to remain calm. I think that we must remain cautious inshallah within the next week or two we should have more clarity and I think uh, if we just have a little bit of more sabr inshallah we should know within the next week or two and I'm, I'm, I'm stressing the point within the next week or two as to exactly what is going to happen with regards you know to 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 the visa fees because uh, comes the first of safar you know it will be all systems go inshallah, inshallah. so uh, we must continue to make dua and ask Allah ta'ala to make it easy on all of us, inshallah, because oh, besides the mu'tamireen uh, out there, remember there's a lot of companies out there that employs people. That you know, if uh, we have a catastrophe with regards to the Umrah season, a lot. A lot of people will suffer. So, inshallah, we make dua that Allah told us to make it easier on all of us, ameen. inshallah.
0: Ameen, mean, ameen. I think in the next minute or two, Brother Yusuf, you know, you've returned, masha'Allah, from the Holy Lands on this uh, blessed journey of Hajj. In 120 seconds, I know it's an absolute injustice to the time frame, but could you summarize, you know, some of the buzzwords that featured along your journey?
1: Well, alhamdulillah, we had a, 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 a wonderful uh, journey Hajj 2016, Hajj 1437. Um, I I managed to capture some of my feelings in various newspaper articles on ITV and also on social media. Alhamdulillah, I'm publishing a coffee table book uh, which will be launched in Cape Town, inshallah, on the 6th of November. We're launching in Johannesburg on the 23rd of November and all proceeds from this book. Of over 400 high-gloss photographs will go to the hedge workers of both crescent lifestyle and Okaf, South Africa. Uh, so for 750 Rand we'll be able to make a difference. I must say that Hedge 2016 saw...
0: Brother Yusuf. I think we're breaking up a little bit. <laughs> Brother Yusuf, I think we're breaking up a little bit. Brother Yusuf, are you still with us? Oh,
1: not a single problem uh,
3: I can report.
0: Okay, I think the line is extremely bad, inshallah. Perhaps, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, we can take the sentiments that, you know, it was an absolutely wonderful uh, journey, a moment of spirituality. And, you know, I take lesson and I take uh, uh, comfort in the fact that the return has also been magical, where you dedicate yourself uh, towards contributing and towards living your journey and giving other people inspiration to undertake this journey themselves by means of this wonderful initiative of the photogloss book uh, and the Seeds going to a Waqaf fund. I think, Brother Yusuf, you know, it is a heartful, uh, um, a heartful endeavor from your part, and I can only ask Allah Azza wa Jal to grant you uh, barakah and blessing in that and make it a complete success. And I'd like to thank you, inshallah, for being part of our panel program and would wish you all the best for the future, inshallah.
1: Inshallah. Jazakallah. Thank you for the kind
0: words, man. May Allah accept your advice as well. Please. I mean, I mean. Sheikh Siddiq, a heartfelt thank you to yourself, Inshallah, for taking the time out, being part of a program, enlightening our listeners. And I think the final words is, um, you know, nothing has been clarified as of yet. So we advise all our listeners out there, you know, don't panic. I think that's the first buzzword Don't panic There is talk There is speculation As with many other aspects of the media But until we have absolute clarity From the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia Rest assured Our South African community Is doing all that they can To ensure that this process Of the visa fee increase Inshallah Will not materialize So that we can all enjoy the benefit Of visiting the Holy Lands I think respected listeners Perhaps Inshallah uh, You know we take a break For Aisha Salah And on that note note, we'd like to thank Sheikh Siddiq for being part of the program once again and we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to grant you barakah and blessings in all that you do for our travel community in South Africa particularly though for those that are traveling to the holy lands may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala grant you many more years of bliss and barakah and allow you to be with us uh, in studio more often
4: barakallahu fi tazakallahu khair for that kind dua inshallah and then we make dua that Allah to accept from all of us inshallah wa ta. salaamun alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh,
0: wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. respected listeners uh, you can keep your SMSs rolling on 47913 as well as through our WhatsApp line zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. Or alternatively, we will continue wood-burning issues after the Isha Salah. So stay tuned for another hour tackling this issue, bringing solace to your conscience. Stay tuned. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban. Bikum respected listeners. Um, I hope you made dua for all of us whilst making Aisha as well as for the latest changes. In Hajj and Umrah visas, or fee increments increases that will or might affect us in the days to come. But continuing our discussion, inshallah, time is definitely against us. There is a lot to be talked about, but we have a different perspective in this hour because we have an, uh, you know, more insight from, uh, you know, analysts of um, Africa from the African Middle East Center, as as well as you know uh, people who have featured very regularly in terms of Hajj and in terms of tour operating for Umrah and so forth. So we welcome with us three important guests in this segment, Brother Ibrahim Deen, who is um, you know, a researcher at the Africa Middle East st- Center. Uh, Brother Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa
5: Wa alaikum and Thanks for
0: having me. It's a pleasure. And we also welcome with us uh, you know the Aljeem dream team is that so, Sheikh you Sheikh Hassan Pandey. Sorry, I'm just getting confused. Sheikh Hassan, we welcome you to our studios. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah.
6: Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum.
0: Barakallahu feekum. Um and everybody that we have Uncle Nazir is still on the way. Okay, khair inshallah. So we're just talking about our discussion this uh, rise in visa fees. Perhaps maybe our our listeners are contributing input already let's see what's coming through our SMS line um, coming from Salam what about the agencies that already giving prices for Umrah packages um
6: Sheikh Hassan r-Rahīm. <laughs> الحمد لله رب العالمين الصلاة والسلام على اشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al alimul hakim rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amni wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani afqa wa qawli wa sallallahu wa sallam alayhi wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Wa alaykum
0: as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh To
6: yourself and all the listeners of the Voice of the Cape I have returned from the kingdom yesterday alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen and uh, we have been engaged with many of the authorities with regards to this hike in in this uh, in this Umrah uh, rates. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I was very bedazzled. For the first reason is that this matter was told to us in August when we were in the Kingdom. It was uh, it was. Um, published in the newspapers. It came from the Ministry of Interior Affairs. It affected not just the Mu'attamireen Naam. and the Hujjaj, but it also affected the local expats, uh, the expats in Saudi Arabia for our our exit visas and our iqamas, the renewal of it and so forth. So it had an impact on everybody around the spectrum. Okay. Um, What we had concluded two weeks ago at the start of the Umrah season, on the 1st of Muharram, the systems were activated, and 16 visas were approved. And that was the first time we came to realize that it would be 2,650 riyals, because that was the amount that came onto the... Screen When we had to make the payments Wow It was about 14 from America And one from the from the UK This was early birds Right And then we came to realize That they're going to start implementing this For three years For three years If we have been there for the last three years Sure Then you would be subjected to this oh, Wow, subhanallah No one knew this This was a, a kept secret Until the first mu'tamir was to apply Right And this is the Biggest issue we have currently is that there is very little communication coming through, uh-huh. okay? And um, in as far as if that is the goalpost, if there is a rates that the hotels are going to be distributing uh, to the travel agents at this moment in time, we as the travel fraternity as well, we as part of my family is in the travel uh, um, uh, arrangements for Umrah and Hajj, mashallah tabarakallah. We are thinking this is going to impact everyone from A to Z. It's going to impact the bus company in Saudi Arabia. It's going to impact the hotels. It's going to impact everyone because everyone has a certain portion out of the entire Umrah and Hajj industry. So, should they implement the 2000 for that matter, mm-hmm. there's less Hajjaj going to be coming. Right. And which means, are they going to hike the prices in order to meet their budgets? Uh Or are they going to drop the prices in order to get whatever they can collect? But it's going to be a complete disaster should it come to that. Okay. In other words.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely. At this point, inshallah, let us welcome uh, uh, Mr. Nadir Malik all the way from Durban, I believe, uh, who is also a Hajj and Umrah operator uh, as well as a travel operator. Uh, Brother Nadir, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.
7: Wa
0: alaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners and my colleague Sheikh Hassan <laughs> <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Okay, Khair, inshallah. I'm going to run through some of the SMSs as our talking points, inshallah, and then I'll give our panel a chance to expand on their understanding and their insight into these talking points. So, an SMS that comes from 7367, salam. If you've been on Hajj already and have Nia to go for Umrah, does the visa price affect us? Furthermore, coming from 1459, we need a government fund Hajj Ministry. It's time for a proper government representatives to deal with Saudi authorities with Hajj and Umrah issues. Another SMS coming from 1686. Um, these predator Umrah agents are already charging between 1,500 to 3,000 rands to process a free Umrah visa. We can get comment on that soon. Salaam package, 24,000 rand budget visa, 8,000 rand food, 6,000 rand etc. Passports, ordinary person can't afford saving for years. Now this, what next? Uh, Sahuk Shah- 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 Shah should not just accept everything kanala. Uncle Nadir, your insight into this.
7: Uh First of all, you know, I'd like to deal with that agent cost that they claim that it should be around 1,500 Rand. I think clarity needs to be brought to the fact that even if that 2,000 riyal is implemented, that the fee for a MOFA, which is the Ministry of, of Foreign Affairs fee, which approximately equates to depends on the agents on the other side in Saudi Arabia, they have variance in fees. It can anything be anything between 15 to 1700 rand. What you are actually paying is for a MOFA number, which is then translated into a uh, an E number and then it, after your photo is put in, and then it then goes into the embassy, and all the embassy does is punch in your E-number, and your entire visa comes across, and it's stamped and clarified, verified, and then put into your passport. So the embassy does no work, and for that, it is free okay. for them to stick your visa. Your visa is not free when it comes from the kingdom because there is an agent in Saudi Arabia who obviously then, uh, you know, subscribes to the embassy, uh, to the Ministry of Hajj, he pays a guarantee of 650 rials for every Muhtamir that enters the kingdom of Saudi Arabia on an Umrah visa, and when that Muhtamir when that, uh, leaves the kingdom, then he gets his refund of 650 rials.
3: Okay, okay. That, that
7: is a fee. Then there's also a fee le- levied by the Ministry of Hajj to a certain portion that goes to that Ministry of Hajj as a fee towards that MOFA number. Then there's also a fee that goes to the the system that throws out this MOFA number. And there's a certain fee that goes to that person. And the local agent in South Africa has to put down 200,000 riyals as a guarantee with the Umrah company in Saudi Arabia in the event that they stay away or there's any default on the part of the agent for not bro- booking appropriate accommodation in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, or the Wujjaj is stranded in any way, then that fee is, le- is kept there for the security of the pilgrim. Now these are all costs that are levied, right. and definitely these costs do not come free of charge.
0: Mm-hmm. And so as clarity
7: we need to be brought to the pilgrim's nine that definitely the visa is not free, there is a charge for the Mofa number
0: right right indeed so basically what we understanding is all these levies that are channeled and uh, imposed via different ways more like wholesale retail if you may um the the visa increase isn't justified on any party uh, what do you think from a tour operator's perspective
7: oh it has disaster effect before we go to that point let me answer the other two points that you also mentioned mm-hmm. you've mentioned that uh, you know government need to intervene yes we agree we don't have government representation when it comes to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, or I mean Ministry of Hajj or, or in Saudi Arabia. If only we had, but the government we tried on many instances to engage government on this, but government refused to engage with the Ministry of Hajj of Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia because they feel it will be unfair to other religious, religious denomination. But it is our favour, it will be in our favour if the government can engage, because Saud has limited uh, you know, power as far as overpowering or convincing the government of Saudi Arabia's Ministry of Hajj. We in, have very limited power when it comes to that. In yes, I agree with the public that we should be engaging the government, but we've tried and we failed repeatedly. Okay, okay. So Brother Nazir, can I
6: just come in? Dude? Sure. Brother Nazir, I think what is an important phenomenon in that this has got to do with the maintenance and preservation of a culture, of a religious rights in this country and the future of our generations being a minority in a country uh, of South Africa is that We need to also have our leading Ulama, we have great Ulama in this country that is recognized up until uh, Malik uh, Salman, who knows personally some some of our Ulama locally here in South Africa, who has uh, accessible means of getting to certain very high profile, high ranking uh, uh, um, people in the Saudi government. Mm I think our Ulama Being this a religious right in this country that people not be exempted of going for umrah rather than having to go to Dubai or even going to Masjid Al-Aqsa for that matter. Right. They are going to be now. It's cheaper for us to go to Masjid Al-Aqsa now than to send the Haji or Mu'atamir into Saudi Arabia. Our ulama should make sure that these things will not impact on the actual development. Right. culture that I, we have in this country and i feel the ulama has a greater role to play here it's it's an amana it's a call and they should also use their influence to maintain what is the position of this great uh, community in south africa jr uh,
0: brother Nazir, you, uh, you had you some yes, points. Sheikh,
7: i appreciate what sheikh hassan is saying uh, i think it's that time now where the entire ulama body now need to put their mind together because this is this issue is going to cause such chaos and economic, uh, you know, uh, uh, chaos in this country. Every day we are inundated with calls, as we are the first point of call to the public. Every day we are inundated with calls by the public as to what happens to the money that we have paid for tickets that were issued already. As you well know, that November-December season, as Umrah opens, it becomes a season of where people in to buy their tickets. And obviously they've been denied of performing Hajj. Hence they would then seek the, the, the pleasure and of, of going for Umrah. Right. And what better time than the December season to spend your holidays in the Holy Land of Makkah and Muqarramah and Medina Munawwara. <laughs> and more especially now that the, that the birthday of the Holy Prophet <inaudible> 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 would will be on the 11th of December. All <inaudible> smack on to the, these holiday seasons of every person and in view of that people have booked their tickets well in advance mm-hmm. considering the fact that December is a high season if they bought their tickets earlier they would have paid much lesser than right. if they bought it later and for all these reasons I, my heart bleeds for every person that has bought these tickets some with agents some with online and, and you know what the need has we clear and I think it's a cry now that is so strong that the ulama bodies, like Sheikh Hassan has said, needs to step in here. We might be a minority in South Africa and a negligible amount, considering to, in the eyes of the Saudi government, but believe me, it has an impact whether you are a minority or a majority. As we all know, Morocco have banned or boycotted Umrah, Egypt has boycotted Umrah, Indonesia has boycotted Umrah, and various other Islamic countries have boycotted Umrah on the stance that they will not, want to engage with the two thousand real that been levied and 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 you know what we may be a small voice but we also need to place this voice as strongly as possible that because this will affect the as she has said it has a roller coaster effect on every facet of the umrah industry i'm sure the hotel chain the, whether they are muslim chains or non-muslim chains, they have invested in the kingdom of saudi arabia and all of these things will impact on them when their occupancies are low even the, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, they, 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 they wanted to subsidize their income for the loss of oil, that their uh, income derived from oil, and that was the intention. Be whatever it may be, mm-hmm. but you can't take a stance from zero to go down to 2,000 riyals. Yes. It is absolutely but, ridiculous. And Sheikh Hassan said it's 2,650 riyals, riyals, which equates in these terms approximately 10,500 rand. Definitely.
3: If you have a family
7: of over 50,000 rands, how on earth would anybody be able to afford this? Sure. So my, appeal, my appeal to the public is that to just hold, hang on until there are people. I'm in touch with agents in Saudi Arabia on a daily basis and everybody is fighting this cause. Inshallah. And, we hope, and we all should make dua that inshallah that, they, that some sense prevail in the minds of the Saudi government wherein they would be able to drop this or reduce this fee.
0: On that note inshallah respected listeners we will go for an ad break we'll resume shortly thereafter stay buckled Burning issues is what you've been tuned into I'm your host Muhammad Sheikh we're touching on the visa increase in Saudi Arabia as South African Muslim community what can we do what are we doing and how effective it will be perhaps inshallah let us get brother Ibrahim Dean into perspective um brother Ibrahim welcome and what are your thoughts on this discussion
5: I mean, okay. I'm not a hedge operator, so I wouldn't necessarily be able to comment or a travel agent in that, you know, in that regard. But yes. As as a political analyst who follows Saudi foreign policy, mm-hmm. the logic behind and and I think we, we we may be able to question it, but we also need to understand the logic behind what they're doing. Right. So, the issue is oil prices have dropped by over half since since 2014, late 2014, and last year they had a budget deficit of 90 billion dollars. Wow and so yeah so they and, and and they also now because of this lowering oil cost trying to diversify away from oil mm-hmm. so we have vision 2030 for example which talks about uh you know increasing uh the the, the service sector increasing manufacturing moving away to liquefied natural gas and and and, and, and I mean unfortunately uh you know the 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 umrah is seen as a method of and, you know, the Hajj is seen as a method of gaining revenue to, to recompensate, you know, for this. I mean, we have to think the Saudi regime seeks self-preservation. And for it to be able to preserve itself, right, it needs funding to be able to fund the projects for, you know, Saudi citizens. I mean, we had the Arab Spring in 2011. Mm-hmm. And we've seen, you know, the disillusionment with citizens in Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, as a government actually decided to, Undertake much more reconstruction in it to try and create more jobs, create more employment for ordinary Saudis. Right. And unfortunately, you know, Hajj is seen, um, you know, as as uh, a means of gaining some revenue. And I think it's a problem. But this is, you know, this is the reality of how the country works. Right. Um, I mean, I think we do need to understand. I mean, we're just thinking. Uh, we we do need to understand that uh, that they have made the exception for you know, first Hajj and the first Umrah, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Which does give you an opportunity as a poor person saving or who has saved, uh, you know, to, to perform that one. Whereas if you're going for a second Hajj or a second Umrah, you're generally a bit more well off. I mean, we're not saying, I'm not, not in any way saying that the amount is, 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 is reasonable because I right. think
0: 2,500
5: reals is, is much too much. Right. And, you know, the number needs to be reduced. But mm-hmm. I do think we do need to understand, you know, how the Saudi government works, why they're doing their things because, if we don't and we go in with a situation or a position, you know, that's very uh, very oriented to just thinking about ourselves and our needs, we're not going to get anywhere.
0: Right. We need,
5: we need to learn how to negotiate and how to compromise and how to come up with a compromise solution. I mean, I think, you know, in this talk, you know, we talk about going to, the, to America, for example. The visa is $190. That's 2,000 grand. Right. That's aside from the application cost. We're not so we we need to we need to think about how you know when we complain, are we being hypocritical in, in how we complain, and how we we fight or we we you know we negotiate for a reduction in the price. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we do, however, need to to. One, acknowledge the fact that the first Hajj and the first Umrah is, uh, that 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 cost will be covered, you know, or the increase will be covered by the Saudi government. Right. And two, that we're going to need, and and unfortunately, that we're going to need, and and, and visas are not going to be as cheap as they were Mm -hmm. previously because of these oil prices.
0: I think there's... Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also discussion around, uh, you know, uh, exactly the process on uh, the first visa, because if somebody per se performed Umrah in 1960, as one of the SMSs has come through, I mean, you know, that monitoring process, there will probably be more discussion. However, there's one talking point that comes out, um, a message on our WhatsApp line, Salam, Saudi building big skyscrapers, now the visas must increase. I mean, um, could that be? Could that justify, you know, I mean, spending revenue, spending money in the country, but charging ex- Exorbitant fees outside?
5: I mean, I think in terms of the Saudi building, you know, the building projects, and there has been much criticism, and I think very justifiable, okay, you know, about these skyscrapers. But I do think that much of the skyscraper buildings are not necessarily Saudi government revenue builds institutions, okay, you know, but hotel chains are thinking that they're going to reap the benefits. And as Uncle Nazir and Sheikh Hassan said, you know, the, the fact that. The, these the, these visa or the, this this new visa restriction or you know visa pricing, is definitely going to impact these these hotels and and most probable you know in all probability they're going to lose revenue. Right. But what Saudi government I think is gauging on the fact that the revenue that would have gone to these hotels which are international hotels, right? Mm-hmm. What less they may get less pilgrims, uh, but that two thousand riyals or whatever is going directly to the Saudi government.
0: Okay. So,
5: isn't the fact that they are calculating that yes, there may be less pilgrims, but mm-hmm. they as government are going to get more revenue.
0: Absolutely, you, and... you know,
5: and it's, it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate incident. You know, but it's a reality, and I, I think we do need to. I mean, maybe as uh, I, I don't know enough about the Indonesian boycott, and that I think that if, if enough countries boycott, it may work.
0: Okay, I so. Mean, your 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 uh, your opinion is that boycott is necessary. I think uh, Sheikh Hassan not, echoes. Not I think
5: it, it, it has it has uh it has some 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 uh some use in right. the situation. I Absolutely. I mean, I do think that we also do need to acknowledge that that one that you know that that uh that that the oil prices have decreased and that they're gonna need an increase in revenue, and two that. You know that that unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, that you know the holiest sites in Islam is in Saudi Arabia, right? And we have to visit those sites. We can't totally boycott Hajj because you know what? What did the Hadith say about? A person, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, and I'm not a, I'm not an Islamic scholar, but the Hadith about, you know, a person having the means to perform Hajj and not performing Hajj.
0: Correct, correct. I think Thanks. it's a, it's an intricate balance that we, 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 we t- we're talking about here. You know, the third obligation versus the challenges and all the, uh, you know, the formalities that come in the way. I think uh, perhaps, inshallah, before the ad break, Sheikh Hassan, uh, you know, echoes the sentiments of gathering our ulama, uh, those that have absolutely close contact with the king himself or other high-ranking profiles or uh, you know personalities in Saudi Arabia using that as a channel of communication you know in order to influence them to rather come to a stand and say you know what let us help those Muslim minorities perhaps maybe you know in us uh, opening our hearts to the Muslim minority someday it will become a Muslim majority respected listeners we are discussing the Hajj issue or the Hajj visa issue stay tuned Welcome back, respected listeners. Boycott the increase in visa quotas. That's what we are talking in visa fees. Sorry, uh, that's what we are talking about Um I think, inshallah maybe in this final segment, you know, uh, perhaps maybe just two important talking points. Uh, firstly, with regards to all the SMSs and messages that come through with regards to Sahuk uh, South African Hajj and Umrah Council, primarily it is a Hajj council. They deal with issues related to Hajj and so forth. With regards to Umrah, it's individualized. It's a tour operator, an individual tour operator, you know, applies for visas and so forth. So it's not primarily regulated by Sahuk itself. Uh, however, I mean, concerns related to Hajj most definitely uh, Uh, You know, can be handled and forwarded to Sahuk, and at the same time, uh, the other aspect to be conscious about is that the change that has come is not a change that was created by South Africa or a change that South African tour operators or the Hajj Council is imposing on this is a change that has come from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia so any measure or any uh, you know approach to try and change this will have to eventually channel itself to Saudi Arabia and I think perhaps inshallah maybe in this few minutes that is left of this wonderful program respected listeners South Africa is made of a string of diverse cultures and, uh, you know, people with different ethnicities and so forth. That's what makes us all beautiful. MashaAllah, you know, different groups that go for Hajj, for example, the Cape Malays have a way of, you know, channeling themselves to dua and salawat and so forth. People from Durban also have, you know, a peculiar way and so forth. And perhaps, inshallah, maybe I'll I'll keep this open, but Sheikh Hassan is nodding his head away. So, uh, you know, the impact of this in terms of our culture. We cannot even
6: think of it. You know, in Cape
0: Town, in the Western Cape, the impact
6: of the uh, of saudi arabia Makkah and medina is the considered cape the cape malays home away from home right we don't have a Gao. No. Nah. we don't speak any other foreign language other than the arabic language Allahu we akal. have been yani, taught tutored and grown up with Whenever you ask a child where he wants to go, he's not going to say Dubai, he's not going to say Aqsa, he's going to say Makkah. Allah. And Medina. Right. And this we should have no uh, um, um, reservations that we must preserve this kind of culture. Mm-hmm. As a minority people, we have something that our people are holding on to and they save up until the last penny to see that their child at least visits Naam. the Qibla that they are facing. Allahu they are visiting the Baytullah al-Haram. Naam. And it is the need of the ulama to preserve yes. this act and this trend that is in this community, which was planted by our pioneers, 1836, uh, 1832 was the first haji that left the, the shores of South Africa. Wow. And ever since, they had not gone back to Indonesia or Malaysia. No. They went to Makkah and Medina and they stayed there. And now that they have been disallowed due to the uh, n- amounts and volumes that is going of going for Umrah, no. of going for hajj twice in their lifetime, now they are Rather, instead of that going for Umrah, mm-hmm. if they are given uh, uh, a, 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 a a a a a reason not to go, my mm-hmm. brother, they would go to Dubai and right. they would go to the United States and they would go to other areas mm. because it's no longer accessible in terms of money. It's much cheaper to go to other places. Wow. That is what happens at the end of the and day. And that's the
0: unfortunate circumstance that and can that, arise.
6: And that is what would hamper and have an influence on how our generation grows up and how he passes it on to the next generation. So it needs to be tackled, hands on the
0: situation. as Insha'Allah. Strong words there from Sheikh Hassan Pandey. Uh, uh, Uncle Nazir Malik, in Durban, you know, the cultural significance and, you know, the amount of preparation from the community in Durban and that part of the world. What does it what is it like?
7: Well, Sheikh, you know, I, I, I express the very same sentiments, and I want to add to what Sheikh Hassan has said. Uh, as much as it is with the Cape, with, with the Durban and the Johannesburg region, it is our fervent effort of every Muslim household, parents, and a household at large, that considering the Western influence in our country right now, and that of various factors, what else can there be a point of, where they would be able to bring their child into an Islamic ethos, Islamic atmosphere, than to take and spend the entire year's saving in taking their family abroad for an Umrah trip,
3: mm-hmm. under the
7: guidance of great ulama, under the great Islamic atmosphere and ethos. I mean, what else, and under the guidance of their parents, where they watchful eye of their parents, what else can, where else can a person be? Like Sheikh Hassan said, instead of going to Dubai, east or west, why, then? why not then the Umrah trip? And, and like I also said, many a people were deprived from going for Hajj due to the quota. And we can fully understand the restrictions due to for the quota of Hajj. And here is the opportunity where every person looked forward to perform Umrah, but only to the sad, you know, state of affairs that we have with this visa fees right now, mm-hmm. that they are now restricted. It has dampened everybody's spirits, I swear to you. People are saying, definitely, definitely, we will not be able to afford, please cancel our tickets, please cancel this. We have to keep and keep them calm by saying, make dua, inshallah, that this, this visa thing is you know uh, uh, is pulled back or, or, or some consolation being given or the amount like that Brother Dean has said, if, if some consideration being given as far as... You know, also another factor mm-hmm. is that in a family of five or six, of seven people. I had calls today where people have said that they traveled two to three years ago, and the rest of the five people haven't traveled. Now, amongst those, there might be the parents, and the three of them may be kids. Right. How it dismantles families' travel plans? Right. It dismantles a whole, whole lot of issue. There are many families that have come to and consulted with us and are having the same problem. Yes, we have been in the, over the last three years, because the computer picks out via the biometrics that have that been there for a couple of years now, that the person by the name and the passport number or the date of birth, I think, by biometrics, and the fingerprints that are there, it'll pick you up to right. say that you've been there for the last three years, and therefore you will now be, you'll have to pay the 2,000 riyal, or 2,650 riyal. Wow. Now, these are the issues that we are facing currently, and mm-hmm. I swear to you, and it is, it is, it is imper- you know, it's absolutely uh, imperative that the ulama bodies, whoever has influence in the kingdom, mm-hmm. because time is, of, is of, of essence right now, that they need to come to the party, make some, make some representation so that we would be able to save this day. Because many a people, considering the fact that the system was already opened up on the 1st of Muharram, have booked their tickets for October, to the latter part of October, the beginning of November. And as we all know by the history of this Umrah system, that the moment the system is open, it takes at least two weeks to settle down and properly run its operation, and we, are, we have the greatest fear that if this opens up on the first of Safar, which is the second of November, then we will lose the first two weeks of November for travel. Right, and all those people that have travelled in October, booked their tickets for October and November booked accommodation, paid for it, and many people are not even used to book online for accommodation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really pity those kind of people, really. I can imagine. Those that have booked with agents, we, we can at least speak to the operators and, and try and postpone or cancel sure. and delay. But those that have booked online, I really, I really pity those kind of people for the losses that they will sustain.
0: I definitely conquer, you know, all preparations, but everything, nothing is in vain, Allah rewards every effort, but nonetheless, respected panel, uh, you know, I thank all of you inshallah for being part of our discussion this evening, it was really uh, heartwarming to realize that these challenges are out there, so my appeal is to every person out there in the community, make dua, stand in solidarity, appreciate the efforts of the travel operators as well as the Hajj Council yeah. and so forth, and at the same time, also uh, you know, um, uh, try try and work things amicably, There's there's no time for criticizing and pointing fingers. I think we've long passed I want that. To, but I, want
7: uh, to assure, I want to assure the listeners that South African Muslim Travel Association and South African Travel Hotel, I mean, are Hajj operators of Cape Town. These two bodies are the travel fraternities representing Hajj and Umrah. We have engaged in meetings and we are definitely taking this matter insha'Allah the highest possible level.
0: Definitely. Jazakallah khair to yourself, Uncle Nazir Malik, as well as Brother Ibrahim Deen and our beloved Sheikh Hassan Pandey with us in studio, forming part of our panel discussion this evening on Burning Issue. We thank all of you. We ask Allah to grant you barakah and success in your lives and ventures. And on that note, respected listeners from myself, Muhammad Sheikh on Burning Issues. Keep well, keep safe, keep us all in your du'as. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.